Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you're brand new to this podcast, this is a drinking variety talk show where I typically have my friends on and we talk about life. As I'm recording this, we are in the middle of a crazy, crazy storm. Um, so if you hear the wind in the background, that's what that is. I'm hoping and praying I can get through this without the power going out. Very excited for this week's episode. This week, I actually have my best friend since grade two on the podcast, and that is Danielle. Danielle has done three other episodes on the show. She did the first ever recorded Intoxicated, which was episode two. She also did the Canada Day Century episode and episode 34, which was our episode all about being 30. Danielle and I actually met in grade two, and we have been best friends ever since. We've both done a lot of growing up uh, in that time. And so some of the podcast is actually just talking about childhood nostalgia, childhood friendship, kind of the phases of friendship we went through, um, having known each other since grade two, and also a lot of talk about growing up in a small town. From grade two to nine, Danielle actually lived with me in Anna. Ganesh, which is a very small town. So we have a lot to say about that. But then we do dive deep into actually talking about mental illness. Danielle actually went through a really hard time in her life and she was courageous enough to come on the show and talk about it. So we actually talk about psychosis. So this was a very honest and somewhat serious episode. There's no way to really make light of mental illness. However, I will say um, Danielle has been doing quite well in recent years and she is open to talk about it. So it's always good to shed some light on these more serious subjects with someone who is comfortable enough in themselves to talk about it. So I want to give a huge thank you to Danielle for coming on the show and doing this because it was a really good, insightful episode. I actually learned some things myself just having Danielle answer some questions that I had about it. So very glad to have Danielle on. She's my best friend, so she had to do a solo episode. And I also want to give a happy belated birthday to Danielle because this week was her birthday. She turned 31 on March 13th, so happy belated birthday, Danielle. I can't wait to eat Indian food with you this weekend. Two more shout-outs here on the top of the show. I want to give a shout-out to our very first Patreon, Tyler. Tyler, you rock. You're awesome, man. Thanks so much for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, Tyler is donating $10 a month to us, and we are super, super excited about that. So huge thanks to Tyler. Also, a shout-out to Intoxicated Reviews. I was actually a guest on Intoxicated Reviews this week. I got to be part of a Fight Club episode. I actually saw Fight Club for the very first time, and then the next day, I chatted about it with Corey and Evan, so that was a lot of fun. Make sure you do subscribe to Intoxicate Reviews. That would be our separate feed for TV and movie reviews hosted by Corey, and obviously, make sure you're subscribed to Intoxicated Podcast as well. And if you like us, give us a rating or review on iTunes. That would be super, super awesome. And of course, make sure you are following us on social media. That would be on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. You can also send us an email at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to come and support us on Patreon, you can certainly do so. We do have a Patreon page with various reward levels, so be sure to check that out. And that would be patreon.com slash 
intoxicated. That's about it, guys. I am going to wrap it up because there is a snowplow right outside my apartment, and I know it's going to pick up on the mic. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Danielle. We are back! Oh, hey, hey, hey. We are on the Intoxicated Podcast with my best friend since grade two! Whoa! I don't know. Like, the most obnoxious sound you can find. Please thank you. Okay. Permission to put that in. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to your first time alone. <laughs> yeah, on the I know, podcast. right? How it's cool been a long is time that? Danielle was on the first ever recorded episode with Karen and Neve, um, and you've been on the Canada Day one. Was that it? No, uh, me and Andrea. Were oh on yeah, and, and you and Andrea. So you've been on three. So this is your fourth one. Yeah. And I feel like I should get a medal or something. You're finally alone on here. Um, and that's, that's something everyone's terrified of. So yeah. you're taking the step. Yeah. Finally taking that plunge. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. I mean, it is a show about drinking and friendship. So it's only fitting that I have my best friend on at some point. Yeah. Just saying. I guess. Just saying. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. But Danielle's here and we are drinking, we're drinking gin. Right? Yes. Gin and soda gin. water. Yes. And some like, lime. Lime, yeah. Lemon, lime, sugary goodness. Yeah. This is, yeah, so do you think gin is, like, kind of your go-to? It is life? now. I used to drink a lot of vodka, but mm-hmm. I find I got kind of sick of it, so I just, this has, like, a slightly different taste, and I'm it's, used to it now, so. It's slightly different, and I can drink it, so I like it. Yeah, it's not bad, eh? So let's give a cheers. Bring her in. Gin, you have to drink. I, oh, luck. yeah, it's yeah. It's bad luck to not drink after a cheers. Did you know that? Yeah, I forgot that. I don't know why. There's so many bad luck things, though. It's like... Mm-hmm. Do you believe in a lot of them, though? No. Yeah. Surprisingly no. not. Like, usually... Like the Friday the 13th. I was born on a Friday the 13th, oh so... March 13th is your birthday! Coming up, Tuesday. Coming up in a couple days! Yeah. This is awesome, because Danielle's gonna... Danielle's doing the show right now, and Evan's actually gonna do a solo episode... Right before his birthday. So cool. I feel like this is becoming a trend, which is, is like, happy you birthday, on, like, you get to come on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't force me, though. I'm just joking. You let's talk me. about life. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, this, I find, like, birthdays are, like, the time of year to, like, reevaluate things, so. Totally agree. Like, I just did an episode with Kurt, and I was, like, going off about, like, how deep birthdays are to me, and he was just like... Yeah, I just normally have fun on my birthday. So I'm just like, this I must I be could. a female thing. It must Maybe. be a girl thing. Because I feel like guys don't self-reflect self as much as girls do around their birthday. And I'm just like, why is that? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just an us thing. I don't. Maybe other people be. are like totally fine <laughs> on their birthdays and don't end up crying half the night. So You know what? Like, I had a decent birthday this year, but I did come home and cry. Oh, I did last year, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like, I cried at home now. Yeah, like, no, I, I wouldn't cry in front of people and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, I definitely had, a, like, a cry fest last year. And it's it's more of, like, I find New Year's and birthdays are the same. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's, like, a new year. Uh-huh. And, I totally agree. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. It's how you measure where you're at. Exactly. And where you're going, moving forward. Yeah. And it's, like, you can kind of look at your goals and be, like, okay, I'm still not closer to that thing I've always wanted. Yeah. And, it, and then it gets really sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another but, year gone yeah. by. Yeah, exactly. It's another year closer to death. Yeah. But I mean, we could die at any time. So true. It's not really. Yeah. We shouldn't think of it that way. Yeah. But how are you doing? I'm it's good. It's your days away from your birthday. How are you feeling about it? Uh, good, I guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't mean to sound so like down. Like I really didn't mean to say it like that. But yeah, no, I think I'll be fine. Like I just <laughs> that's what I, I said too. It's one of those things. Like it's you don't know. It's like you can foresee it's gonna come. Like yeah. the whole crying and being upset or whatever. But like I'm hoping that just doesn't happen this year. I'm like hoping <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's going to be good. I felt the same way. Um, I feel like the doing the podcast and saying that it's going to be good is just bad luck because that's exactly what I did with her. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, it's going to be, I'm, I'm fine. 31, I got this. And you know what? Like, for me, it wasn't, it was more just like, I've actually had a bitching year. It was just the fact of like, yes, I've, I have always wanted to have somebody. And like, when you're having such a good year, yeah. like you want someone to celebrate that with. Yeah. And like me still realizing that I still don't have that. That got me kind of upset. Yeah. So I'm like, admittedly. Upset. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm kind of like in this weird position where like I joined Tinder recently mm. and like that's not going anywhere. <laughs> But, but I'm fine with it. I've only been on it for so no, I, no, I, and I'm not even saying that like sadly. It's like yeah, I just don't care at this point, and it's like and then it feels weird because it's like I should care. I should be like being like out there and doing yeah. things, but it's just like at this moment in my life, I'm just like eh. I just don't. You just don't. And yeah. but that's one thing about it is as women, we feel we have to be a certain way. Yeah, and yeah. like. I think it's as people. There's a lot of, like, yeah, keeping up with the true. Joneses, like, yeah. attitudes out there. Like, you, I think there's a lot of pressure on people to be adults and, like... Yep. 100%. And do all those things adults usually do. I should have a house by this age, and I should be married by this age. And have 2.5 kids and all those things, so... And it sucks, but it's, like, I, I just think birthdays are a time of, like, self-reflection and yeah. also reevaluating and, like, almost, like recalculating like okay i'm not anywhere near close to that and maybe that's my own fault but look there's all these other things yeah that make me happy and like i'm gonna focus on those things definitely and that's that that was my kind of realization on my birthday but fuck this sad birthday talk let's yeah, not let's, be let's, let's like, not be sad bitches no we've done enough, enough of that in our real lives this is one of my favorite things ever a comedian that I follow on Instagram on Valentine's Day she was like happy birth, happy Valentine's Day to like the single people and and she's like just don't be a sad bitch today and I was just like I just loved that so yeah. much I was just like just remember it's only a day yeah that's true like it's only a day yeah but I don't know if we we might have touched on it in Karen and Eve's episode about like how we met because we go back to grade two. Yeah. Like, we go back real fucking fast. Yeah. And, like, we became friends in grade two. Like, don't even know how it happened. Like, I don't remember how it happened. Pretty sure it was just over, like, the Lions King, maybe? Probably. I or think there was, I remember you were really into Ghost Rider. <gasps> yes, I And was. I remember that was, like, a, a topic that. of conversation that drew me to you. Mm. Because it was something that I, I don't even know what the show was about, to be honest. It just had the word ghost in yeah. it. And I was like, I'm on board. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> that's still to this day something we connect about. Yeah. Because we like paranormal stuff. Yeah. And anything that's a little bit like, oh, the ordinary. And I think that's the perfect situation of like, we're nowhere, like, we are not full formed humans yet. And yet we really, like, we had a connection. Yeah. At like such a young age. Well, that's and the thing I've been friends ever since. I work with kids like about that age. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think about it. I'm like, I don't know if any of these kids would ever stay friends that long because there's so many like little fights all the time. Uh, 
So it's like it makes me sad because I'm like, you know, you're missing out if you don't. I hope continue. they. T- that's actually a really interesting point. Like, I wonder if people maintain friendships. Like, Typically, long. not that long. I don't think because I mean, we like <laughs> this sounds bad, but like. We didn't have technology back then, so we no. kind of had to have friendships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to use your imagination. You had to, like, do f- stuff that wasn't, like, I don't know. Run around the woods. Yeah, exactly. And play detective. I'm like, and nowadays there's, pretend like, we were witches. Like, um, oh, God. Like, uh, helicopter parents and stuff like that. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. have those back then, so. That's very, very true. So. Damn. Can you imagine our childhood if we had phones and... No, it'd be terrible. It would have been awful. Oh my god. I'm very thankful. Think about like every embarrassing thing you've done in your childhood. And think about someone having a camera there, like to film all of it and post it on post uh onto uh Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. That's true. I kind of did have that with my video. Oh black and white camera. I had a black and white video camera that connected to a cord, mind you. This was not a cordless camera. No, it was like, attached to the TV. And and you would watch on the TV what you were seeing. Like, through the camera. It was the most ghetto, like, low-tech yeah. camera ever. But we had so much fun with that. It was still fun, yeah. We loved music, too. We we were in, me and Dale were in the school choir together. Yeah. Until um, I got kicked out, but... That's we, besides the point. We were such... Shit disturbers in the lamest ways. Oh, yeah. Is how I put it. Like, we didn't, we weren't bad kids. No, definitely not. I think we were probably the, like, the better, we weren't, like, the goody two-shoes, like, no, did well in school sort of thing. (laughs) We were just losers, basically. That's what it comes down to. Still rocking the loserness. We were. We were losers. (laughs) But we just, like, we would just get in trouble for stupid stuff. Like, it, it was never bad stuff. It was just stupid stuff like like cracking up on the announcements yeah wasn't that a big thing that was i remember also do you remember how like our elementary school we had a we moved elementary schools basically there was like a junior high and an elementary school next to each other Mm -hmm. and we moved from the elementary school to the junior high i I think it was because like it wasn't safe enough for the junior high kids (laughs) they gave it to the elementary school students asbestos yeah something like that and um (laughs) Yeah, like, there was one day the school was still, like, there. They didn't bulldoze it yet. And I remember, like, me and you snuck up on the hill. We weren't allowed to go up on the hill. And I would go in the school. I think you waited outside because you were a little bit better than I was. I was too much of a... I was too scared. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I remember doing that sort of thing. We And then we got caught. We got caught because I would go back... I went back more than once. Like, it was multiple times. We we were explorers. Yes. That was our thing. We, We... we always wanted to explore everything. Yeah. And we had such an imagination, so much so that, like, we thought we had powers and we were witches. <laughs> I don't think I ever really felt like I did. <gasps> <laughs> no, I don't mean to, like, oh, like, I was too good for... Th- no, I don't mean it like that. Just, I just mean, it like, was, it, was, it was for fun. It was for fun. Yeah. I did, like, write about... It. Like, I, we were writing back and forth on a piece of paper or something, and my mom found it, and she, like, had to talk with me about it. What? And it was so embarrassing. It was, like, horribly embarrassing. What was... The- it was just like us talking about. Oh, I remember. I wrote a story about being witches, and then mom was like, "Do you really think you are?" I know you and Sarah like believe that you are. Shit. And it was like humiliating to the point where I was like, "I'm never looking back on this." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just oh turned my back on it. So interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Fuck. Well, then there you go. Well, my mom was like, as much as I love her and like everything, she's one to. 
read notes that she would find in book bags she, and stuff like that. She'd be a snooper. Yeah, so like, she's a, if, bit of a snooper. If the opportunity comes up, she would do it. Yeah. Not now. Like, I'm too old for that now, but like, definitely when I was a kid, like, if I had a note in my book bag, she would read it for sure. Did she? So, like, when I think about, like, my childhood and being friends with you, because, like, there was definitely another friend that I had known for slightly longer. Um, and then I met you and like, you were like my best friend from grade two onwards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're the one who gave me the sex talk. I'm. Oh, yeah. Close to positive that I learned about sex through you. Probably just because like my mom was one to also not care about what movies I watched. She wasn't really like. She was just never super, not, I don't want to say vigilant because that's not the right word. Strict. She wasn't, she wasn't strict, strict on like, it. Like, I had a strict upbringing. Yeah. And your upbringing was very much more laid back than mine. Yes. I would say, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I didn't have as many rules and, you know, I went to bed kind of later and all those things. You did, yeah. Yeah, like, Hell yeah, you did. but like, yeah, it didn't, I don't think it had a negative impact on me, but like. Hell no. Well, I learned most of the stuff through you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if how accurate it was. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Because you probably learned from TV and media. Oh, yes, definitely. And then I learned through Well, this you. was, like, also really young conversations. It wasn't like yeah. we were discussing this in high school. It was, like, more of, like, the first. It was more of the, this is what sex is. We don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah. but, but this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, sex again. education wasn't the great. So oh my god, it was one terrible. Thing I should, like preamble this with is is like Danielle lived in Anaganish where I grew up from grade two until grade nine. Yes, and then you moved away. Yes. So, but a, a big chunk of our like junior high elementary school life was in Anaganish. Definitely, and it's a small. Th- it's a really small town, and it's a really narrow minded town. I would say yeah. maybe it's changed. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't but growing gone up, back. Yeah, but growing up, like, the sex education wasn't that good. Like, no. there wasn't a lot of, like, if there were gay people, they weren't... Out. Open about it. No. And so a lot of, like, us discovering these things is, like... Through media and, like... Yes, big time. Movies, things like that, because, like, we didn't have people to, like, look up to in that sense of, like, mm-hmm. that's... Like, I don't know. Like, I, I remember, like, I had a conversation with my mom once, like, and I asked her if she was gay. And I don't remember how old I was. But I knew, like, enough to know that, like, a gay person was someone who was dated people of the same sex or whatever. And I remember asking her about that. And she was just like, no. But, yeah, like, it was just an interesting conversation because... Well, because you were obviously curious about it. Yeah. Because no one was telling you about it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like... You have to find the answers yourself in yeah. a situation like that because they're not just being provided to you. Oh, definitely. That's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the sex education was really bad. Yeah, it was like, terrible. They separated the boys and the girls. Did they do that in high school? Because I left in high school. They did too. <laughs> they did, yeah. They kept it, like, we, I remember, like, watching movies and they'd always have, like, the condom on the banana or whatever it was. <laughs> we never had that experience. I didn't have that experience in high school. Like, all I had was a guidance counselor telling me, or our group of, like, students, that, you know, it was so easy to get pregnant that, like... Fear. There was just fear-based. Yeah. Like, in abstinence-based and, like, no other education. And very focused on periods and not necessarily yeah, like, bio- sex. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it was more like, you're a woman because you get a period... But, you know, they're not talking about, oh, you might feel pain when you first have sex. Or, like, like they're not talking about stuff like this. No. They're talking more of the bare basics, like, this is what happens. 
And like, I remember very much that like, I was friends with you when I got my first period. Yeah. And that was, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And like, we went, I think we went to PEI on like a school trip. It was grade six. And we went to PEI on a school trip to like a water park. And I'll never forget it because my mom was like, you're probably not going to be able to go because you're on your period. Oh my God, that's terrible. But you know why? Tampons weren't a thing. They were, were, but like, they weren't really out there to us. Like, it wasn't an option. It wasn't an option. Like, when I first got it, I remember going home from school early and getting a book, a stick of deodorant, and some pads. Like, (laughs) Like, she just gave me, like, a Chuck period. Chuck them at you. Yeah, she just, like, gave me a period care package. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, figure it out. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember actually having a conversation about it. Wow. But, yeah. um, like, and that's why it's, like, you knew a little more than I did. So, like, at that age, I was always asking you questions. Yeah, like, because we didn't have the internet where you could Google things and things you like that. You were my was, Google. Yeah. You were my Google. Google before Google. <laughs> oh, my God. How sweet is that? How horrible is that? Like, <laughs> the, the answers were so not right. But right? Anyway. That's small town for you. Yeah. But, like, how But also, you... it's our generation, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I time. look at people, I, like, that I know now who are a lot younger, and they just... Like, it's like, I remember them talking to like, I remember when I switched from dial up to high, uh, high speed and I was like, yeah, that's not a big deal. That's nothing. Like, I remember when the internet was like not even existing yet. Like, right? you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a ter- different. It's crazy. Like, we're like, I think we're, we're like the first generation that like experienced, like, I mean, I guess the inter- computers were around, yeah. but it wasn't like as prevalent and no. like there was a huge change like when we're from when we're kids to like adults like in terms of technology and stuff so huge yeah we were there without it and we were there when it when it emerged yes which which is crazy i know and like me and danielle we used to talk on the phone i know who does that We're going to weirdos do that i mean like i can't even imagine talking on the phone to anyone right now and it would be like long i remember your phone number Oh, so do I. I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it, but it was... No. What? (laughs) (laughs) Was yours... Yes. Oh, my God. I see. I knew it. Yeah, you did. It was in there somewhere else. I think 1928 was someone else's phone number that I grew up with. Do you remember mine? Eight... I'm close, though, right? That's my phone number right now. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Is that really your phone number now? Yeah. There was a a double... You're close, though. Wait, do I know my phone number? <laughs> I don't know. Do your parents still have the same number? I think so. I remembered yours. I know. I feel bad. Yeah, and definitely bleep that out. Oh, no, 100%. I just <laughs> think it's funny. Um, Yeah, I got it. I got it. It was 863. Oh. And I carried that over to my now phone number. So. Is that what you did on purpose? Kind of, but like, it's also like, I'm the most hackable person that there is. <laughs> like, my password is... <laughs> Don't say your password. God. That's friendship when you tell them your password for everything. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't tell your password for anything. <laughs> don't hack me. No, I'm not going to hack you. You're safe with me. Oh, man. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been friends for a long fucking time. Yeah. And there's definitely, like, you moving away in grade nine was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, traumatic for me. It was, like, really hard. Really hard. Yeah, like... Going like, to a new school in high school, yeah, is that's terrible. Brutal. I can't. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to do it today. Yeah, like going. Like I, 
I've met junior high kids, like, in the, or no, yeah, junior high kids recently, and they scared the hell out of me, so I don't know if I can handle, at that age, going to a new school, like, at this day and age, you know what I mean? I can't imagine. I can't, because yeah. we were fucking losers. Yeah. We really, really were. And I was a loser when I moved to Woodstock, too, obviously, because mm-hmm. you don't change overnight and, like, <laughs> become cool all of a sudden. <laughs> but high school and junior high is not everything. No, and high school was fine after... Like grade eleven and grade twelve were actually awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, I was think like grade, I, I, got, I had a lot of friends were... and like it was fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't change things. Like I, I'm okay with how it went. So there's so much shit. I just feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I'd love to hear if you're a guy. Let me know. But like, I just feel like it's more dramatic for girls. I don't know what it is about. Going through puberty, like, with a group of friends who are all girls. Yeah. But it's, like, it just seems more intense for some reason in terms of, like, how the friendships are. Like, there's more fighting with girls. I, but you know what? It's not even just in, like, jun- like in during puberty. Like It's probably, like, it starts. It starts out really young with girls. Like, I work with children and it's, like, you see every day, like, three girls will come up and they're in a fight and it happens literally every day. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, like, different fights but basically the same same stuff every time jealousy yeah jealousy huge feeling left out feeling left out is so bad yeah like things like that so and when you're dealing with like danielle and i were friends with one other girl um growing up and like because it wasn't it was an odd number there was a lot of jealousy i think oh yeah that would happen Definitely. <laughs> well you do this thing with her when why don't you do it with me yeah and like all this it's just, it's also, like, how we're socialized, too, though. Yeah. I think, th- I like, think that, like, there's, like, a, this thing where women are meant, like, feel that they can't be close to each other and that they have to bring each other down. Yes. And it sucks because I wanted, I, in my, in my world, perfect world, like, everyone would bring each other up and that it would be, like, the sisterhood that, of people, like, trying to help each other. Supporting. Yes. Not taking away from, um, like, reckon. But also, too, it's like, again, it goes back to how girls are socialized. We're socialized yeah. to be polite and not show conflict. And so, so we end up, like, just burying our flaws and just, like, trying to hide them. Yeah. Whereas, like, we should be taught to embrace the flaws and accept them. And yeah. accept that, like, you're not perfect and it's okay that you're not perfect. Yeah. And, like, so much of growing up is, like, struggling with that. And I just don't know if it's the same for guys. I don't know. I I could very well be wrong. I had, like, growing up, like, I had a very female-focused friend group. Yeah. I would say until about grade 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. when I started meeting guys and becoming friends with guys. But, like, the change since then, like, things things change. Yeah. Like, you really start to realize, like, it's really not everything. And high school is dumb. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And small towns are dumb. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, I, it's not even so much a small town. Small town mentality is just like, not what fun. really gets me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me not want to live in a small town ever again. Not to knock down small towns or anything, but just, th- there's a lot of like closed mindedness and like, because there's not a lot of diversity, I find. Yeah, people we did are not more, grow up with diversity at all. No, and it's like, I think people are more closed minded because of that. I feel like 100%. the more, like, diversity you have, the more open minded you are, so. Hundred percent, and so Danielle moved away, and and then you came back for college. Yes. So we kind of reunited 
in like we University. both were going to the different same universities in the same city. Yeah, and yeah, and that was interesting because like we were both experiencing two different colleges. Yeah, completely different. Completely different. Like you were like in party mode. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely in party mode. Like Danielle and Karen's. Like I mean, I would love to do an episode with you and Karen about. I don't think it's going to happen. But. I don't think it's going to ever happen. Maybe as a bonus episode. Maybe. Because it will only b- be released to one person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about your bonus. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe she'll do it for that. Maybe. But I would, like, I mean, you kind of get a taste of that in episode two, way back with Karen and Eve, where we, and we kind of touch on your guys' college. Yeah. College stories. But it was, it was fun. I would never go back to that time period. <laughs> I'm fine with where I'm at right now, but yeah, it was fun at the time, and it was like, you know, the thing to do, I guess. I don't know. Life just didn't seem as hard in the early college I had so much money back then. I don't know where all this money came from, but... How did we have money? Like, I wasn't working. Neither was I. I was not working, and I had at least $60 a week to go out, like, to go to bars and stuff. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is, is, like, things were just cheaper back then. Like, yeah. drinking was cheaper back then. I mean, dollar shots. Dollar, dollar drinks. drinks. One dollar for a whole shot of alcohol. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had dollar drinks now? Like. Yeah. I think there would be, be a lot more alcohol poisoning. I mean, just God. I mean, I'm kind of glad they 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 um stopped them. But at the same time, it's like, I think back and I'm like, yeah, money was an issue back, back then. But things were cheaper back then. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I, I don't really know, but. It, what was your alcohol journey like? Like, um, coming into okay, drinking, that's a good question. like, y- did you drink underage? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I started drinking, but it wasn't, like, super underage. I wasn't, like, a junior high no. drunk person. Like, grade 11 or 12? No, it started most, I, I started drinking basically after the age of 18. Okay. So it wasn't, okay. like, a t- too yeah, big of a difference. Yeah, same here. I think I had my first sip just before I turned 18. But I was, like, the point where I was drinking on the weekends and stuff like it wasn't just like a one time thing. one time thing it was like you know every weekend i go over to like my friend's place in woodstock and she lived over the bridge and everyone would go partying outside like she had like a trampoline on her yard <laughs> yeah and it was like every single saturday night we'd go to her place and we'd stay out and i would stay the night there or so fun. and we'd sleep on the trampoline Oh, and that's then, like, like a teen movie. That's a scene from a teen movie. Yeah, it was fun. Like it was a good time. Like, and then the there simpler was, days. This, it was really simple times. It was right before university, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But and then okay, so after that, I went to university, and it was like copious amount amounts of alcohol <laughs> on like, like so a day. Like I'd say like three to four times a week. Yeah, like. And you lived in residence. Lived in residence. So it it definitely contributed to it. And I lived on a party floor in a party residence. So it wasn't like out of the question. It was like a a lot of people were doing it. It seemed acceptable. And I guess I got got kind of boring after that. Like drink less now. But I think so. I, well, not we a, still drink quite a bit. We still drink quite a bit, but it, I mean, it's it's still significantly less than it used to be. Well, I mean, we know what we can and cannot drink exactly. Now. Also, I don't want to be hungover for three days, so I don't. Yeah, too, hang- totally overindulged. Hangovers are worse now yeah. than they were before. Like it feels like there was just so much resilience. Yes, and the we're young. Days. It's, when you're young. It's so much easier. Uh, not that we're not young still, 
But like when you're younger, <laughs> this is gonna turn into a. I'm like a get off my lawn sort of conversation. <laughs> but like no, but yeah, like sorry, I mm. lost my train of thought. Um, hangovers. Oh, hangovers. Yeah, like, you, we would power through. Yeah, like, you would. You, you would, would go even, to cl- get up in the morning, like, go to class. Two or three nights in a row back then. Yeah. And now it's like the idea of drinking two nights in a row, or or even going <gasps> drinking on a weeknight is like we saw that. Sac- well, sometimes not all the time. I get but. I get drunk on many week- weeknights. Yeah, but but I also have a job that I don't have to go in. Yeah, you don't have to go in super, super early. early. So, but yeah, it's it's a journey. Yeah, <laughs> it really you, is. like it is. It's yeah, with anything you have to like figure things out and yeah. And about. you figured some stuff out. In terms of what? <laughs> well, do we want to talk about what you went through? We can talk college? about it. So, I think, like, when I think about you and I personality-wise, yeah, we are both quite, we're, we're sensitive people, I would say. Yeah. We are both Pisces. Uh-huh. We're a week away birthday-wise. So, we're very similar in a lot of ways. I think, I like, say. it's like, we are similar, but you are, like, maybe, like, not the shadow, but like a reflection in a different yeah. way. It's like you're an extra extrovert. I'm an introvert, but we have very similar tendencies. Otherwise, like I would say so. Yeah, like I would say that like when we're feelers. Yeah, and not everyone's a feeler. No, and you know what I realized? Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, definitely not. Like I, I used to think. I think like there's an aspect of growing up where it's like when you're in that teen stage or even early college where you're like, this is how I am, and I just feel like everyone should be how I am, and why aren't why is everyone not like me? And when you grow up, you realize like this is just how I am, and everyone else is different. Yeah, everyone everyone experiences pain, but they do it in different ways. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? And in terms of like mental health, it was never really taught to us no that these things happen well i'm not for me anyway oh it wasn't for me either it just it didn't exist like i mean i had depression in high school i took medication for it and besides that i didn't really realize what else was out there in terms of what mental illness is so it just besides depression and anxiety it wasn't really discussed because what why would it be discussed because it's not going to happen to me or it's not going yep. to happen to my family or whatever. So, yeah. And there is a stigma attached to it. And I think that that stigma is, I think it's starting to slowly disappear. A bit. I feel like it's, it is and it isn't. Like, mm. I feel like the stigma is okay. It's starting to dissipate for depression and anxiety. Yes. But for other things, it's still like taboo to talk about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Very yeah. True. So, so you went through, an extremely hard time in your life. Yeah. That started what year of college? It was what like was that? I can't remember what year it was, like university wise, but like it would have been like two thousand and nine. Okay, two thousand nine. So I was kind of struggling in university, so I decided that I was gonna look into like maybe seeing a psychiatrist about investigating why I was struggling so hard. So right. anyway, I went to the psychiatrist. He was like, I think you have ADD. Hmm. And he prescribed me Adderall. And at first it was fine. I started taking it and I noticed a marked improvement in like my ability to study and to do well in school. But as time went on, there was things that started to like change. Yeah. Um, Like I was taking English at the time and yeah, my marks were great. But then I just noticed that like, 
it was a weird sensation because you feel like anxious but you don't at the same time like i felt chill but i felt like my whole body was like vibrating on the inside but Mm. and i should have like talked to the doctor about this but i was like I think it was already taking effect on me at that point where I wasn't aware of, like, what it was doing to me. Yeah. So it was just like a, oh, this is just a side effect. I'm not, I'm just going to ignore that. Yeah. Because I liked the other effects of it. It was improving other areas. It was improving other areas of my life. So I was like, this is cool. And I lost some weight when I was taking it. Like, not, I already lost a lot of weight at that point. But I lost probably, like, 20 or 30 pounds after I started taking this medication. You did, big time. Yeah. So, like, before that, I probably lost, like like 50 yeah like 50 pounds and then i lost like 20 to 30 after i started taking the medication so it was like the last bit i wanted to lose so i i like that aspect of it but yeah as time went on things started to change like i said and uh yeah like at first it started with me getting a laptop and it was like Mm -hmm. there was someone i had i was in love with at the time Mm -hmm. and i started to believe that he had hacked into my computer and like was spying on me so then i like eventually as time went on i like um confronted him about it and that dissolved that relationship and i thought that was the end of it i thought that like like you have to remember like in my mind this had nothing to do with medication like this was just things that were going on outside factors that were going on in my life Mm -hmm. so things were good like after that point like it was there was probably like um like maybe five or four months that went by where there's I was everything everything seemed to be going well. And then I went back to it was like September time, I think, around there, that I went back to my final year of school and um yeah, like it started with uh like having like a crush on the professor and then it developed into the professor was hacking into my computer as well, and then it became this really huge thing where like you know he was sneaking in my room at night he was spying on me like all these different things yeah like and as a bystander like i was your friend at the time and it's really like looking back at this this wasn't like this was a crazy thing to go like see a friend go through yeah because it started off being i'm in love with so-and-so and i think that they're they're spying on me which is not beyond it's the not yeah exactly of, of possibility. possibility yeah and so you don't necessarily immediately go to something is wrong here yeah you give your friend the benefit of a doubt yeah. and even though you might not think like you might not think that it's happening you're just like okay she'll figure out eventually that's yeah. not the case and also like you know like you give the benefit of the doubt oh definitely because it's still realistic and way. also because like there was no other real side effects at the time like that was my main focus that was the thing that like was taking up a lot of my time. So there wasn't a lot of, like, other things going on along with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was that. And then, yeah, with the professor, it was, you know, him seeking my room. Like, it gets, it got really bad where it was, like... Were you... And here's a question. Because I am legit curious with this. Were you actually seeing these things? That's the thing that I've always, like... It's hard to... Not hard to talk about, but, like, um, I never saw... Like, I was never hallucinating to the point where I was, like physically seeing people like come into my room right. it was more of like i remember like i can give this one, one ex- example like walking to my room and then hearing someone clear their throat under my bed oh, so gosh. like it was like yeah like it makes me uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable but like yeah like 
I th- I thought he was there and like it just progressed to this thing where it seemed like the secret that I was having with him and it wasn't even real and it's weird to have a relationship with someone and for them to not exist in like yeah. in real terms like it's Damn. very strange oh my god and it's very strange to not trust your senses like when it's like all of your senses are failing you and are lying to you it's a very messed up thing to experience damn and like i will say because i remember i remember being like hearing you talk about this at the time for me it was when there was a time that you were like I'm pretty sure that I'm pregnant. Yeah. And you took a pregnancy test at my apartment. Yeah. And it was in that moment that I was like, this is not good. Yeah. Something is not right. Yeah. And like, this is not me. This is not, you know, hormones or lust or like. No, this delusions is Delusions like of grandeur. Or like, it was delusions, but not of grandeur. Yeah. They were delusions because of mental illness. Yeah. Not delusions of, like, you just making it up. Oh, no. Like, it was a totally... I think if I had taken a lie detector, I would have passed it. Because I believed it, and it felt real. Like, I mean, it's very... It's just a very strange thing to experience. And, like, being out of it for so long, it's it's not, like, as hard to, like... It's harder to look... It's it's, it's almost like looking at it in the eyes of someone else. Like, it's Mm. it doesn't feel like it happened... Sometimes it doesn't feel like it happened to me. Other times it feels like it really happened to me. Right. But... Because it's just, you know, that's, I can look back on it, like, with different eyes now, so. And it's crazy, too, because, I mean, since then, you've been on various medications. Yeah. And it was a gradual shift of, I am now better. Yeah. And it was when you started to kind of, you started to state your experiences as, those weren't real experiences. And you even, you've made jokes you make jokes about it. You say, I was crazy back then. Oh, I definitely use the word crazy, like, in a derogatory way towards right. myself. Because it's just, like, it's some of it, not, like, you have to find some humor in things. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a point where I just remember, like, one moment, like, where I was at my mom's place. And I had written, like, words all over myself in Sharpie. Like, all over my body. And I, she came in the kitchen. I was, like, eating food sitting on the floor in the kitchen. And I just, I think about it and it still bothers me. She's never mentioned it, but it's just like that moment. I'm like, how horrifying would that be to like walk in on? Crazy. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's just. So that's what I'm most fascinated about because so much of, I think, your journey with mental health has been you relying on doctors to give you medications. And then the medications either make it worse or they, they help a little bit. Yeah. These other, like, it just seems like a constant struggle to get to a point of, okay, I'm okay. Well, it's, I know what I mean. It's like Like, a balancing act because like you have to find the right dose. You have to find the right medication. I was thankful because it, it didn't take too long for me to figure out what like medication I needed. Right. It was pretty quick. And it was, I remember within the first two weeks of taking the medication, I was sitting in class and I was like, huh. None of that was real. Okay. <gasps> like in front of like in the class, my professor. Was it a, like, was it a moment that you just Yeah, I know. It was that? like, it was like within two weeks of the medication. It was like a, Damn. wow, like none of that was real. It's like, it's a very, like, and I don't even know how to describe it because it's just like, you, that was like a year and a half of my life. It was a long time. It was a time. long time. It was a very long time. And to think back and be like, all those like little experiences, like I, you know, there was various moments where I thought I was being followed by like 
unmarked vans and things yes. like that. And yeah. Um, a lot of people are watching me, or people are yeah, like you thought you were being watched, or like um, followed and people watched are in your room. Yeah, and like, and I was that. hearing, I was hearing voices, not, but I feel like it was like in a slightly different sense. Mm-hmm. Like it was never like, it never felt like it was like you talking to me right now. It was more of like inside my own head. Yeah, where it was like you know how like you'll have a po- thought pop in your head and it'll be like a voice. And it might be your own, it might, like, usually it's your own voice. But you'll, like, think of a sentence in your head. It was more like that, like, thought, where it was, like, but it would be things that I wasn't wanting to think of. Or, like, you know, things yeah. that, like, you need to go kill yourself. You need to jump off the bridge. Like, things like that. Like, those things that I knew were outside of myself. And I would, and I would respond to the voices sometimes, like, and be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, oh stop talking God. to me. Like That's so crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, and like there were, in the, in in terms of like visual hallucinations, it was not, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't seeing people, but I remember I'd see like little cartoon images, like especially if I was like laying on my bed looking up at the ceiling, I would be like little cartoons that were like moving and they would like interact with each other and like, uh, usually they start like devouring each other, killing each other. Jesus Christ. But it like never went past that it was never like you know it wasn't like real like, people yeah it was never like right which is crazy to me because like when you would be describing these experiences it felt like like the way that you would go into detail yes yeah, because of because it like i so would real. omit details because i would be like in my mind i was still like on some level rational enough to realize well if i have i have to say something so it sounds like i don't yeah. have to describe but like, i had to make it like, it makes sense to other people. Interesting. Because it made sense to me, but it would be, like, like, the whole professor thing. It was, like, in my, like, this is the scenario. It would be, like, him getting, like, locked, like, I would hear, like, a, someone at the back door, and I would hear them, like, rattling the doorknob. And then I would hear, like, footsteps coming into my room, and then him going under my bed or whatever. Like, yeah. it very creepy things. But, like, I knew that that was creepy and weird, so I'd have to make it sound more normal. I'd have to normalize it. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. And so you you had a moment in class where you were, like, everything that I – was that – was it one moment? No, it was was after I took the medication. It was, like, a – everything started to become more clear. I remember I was writing in my journal or something, and I remember I was, like, the doctors want me to take antipsychotics. I – We'll try them and see what they do. I, I'm not crazy. I don't need these pills, but I'll just, it was more of like, I'll take them because I want to see what happens. Right. Which is like, not typically what happens with people with mental illness that they just willingly take medication so easily. Yeah, really. Usually it's a huge fight. Yeah. So I took the medication and it worked. Like my mom said she was like, she told me, she's like, within like a day or two, she was like, I noticed like a difference. Like even she's like, your face changed. And she's like, I know that sounds really weird, but there was something about your face that was just different. And it was like, Interesting. yeah. And then after, yeah, I took the medication. It was like within two weeks, it was like, I mean, not everything subsided, but the, the thoughts and the delusions did. And yeah. And what was the exact diagnosis? It was amphetamine-induced psychosis. Crazy. And so, do we have a meaning or a definition of what that is? It, well, it, what it is is amphetamine is, like, what Adderall is. It'd be, like, it's similar to, like, meth and things like that, which is terrible. I was going to say, I didn't... 
I didn't, like, I knew that it was psychosis, yeah. but I didn't know that that was part of it. Yeah, it's drug-induced psychosis. Because, like, I was taking something that I should never have taken. Right. It caused, I mean, and the thing is, there is mental illness that runs in my family, but, like, there's no telling whether or not it would have happened if I did. And I've talked to psychiatrists, and they're like, likely it wouldn't have happened, but we can't say for sure because you you, there's no way to test that. No way to test it. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might get it without a family history. Exactly. Exactly. Any anyone can get it at any time. Like no one's immune to mental illness. What's it like talking to psychiatrists all the time? I don't talk to psychiatrists all the time. The mental health system is not that great in this country or this province at least. Yeah, it's pretty So bad. it's like I had a psychiatrist for about a year. Like I had one I saw when I took the Adderall and we stopped seeing visits and that's why I think things kind of spiraled because he wasn't seeing me on a regular basis. And then after that, I saw him for about a year every month and then he retired and then no one took his place. And then after that, I like wanted to go see other psychiatrists to like lower my dosage or remove the medication I'm currently on just because it's caused, caused like added um, side effects since then. But to no avail, like there's no way I can go off of it right now. So it's, it's, Therapy alone, like yes, I never, I never saw like I've never, right? I went to mental health several times, even while I was psychotic, and I was never. They never gave me any help. They would. They said I was too healthy to receive services, and that's the that right there is the problem with the system. Yeah, mental health is not seen. Oh, because you're not outwardly like. Hurting people or being violent. Exactly. Or freaking out. It's... You're not seen as someone who needs help. And yeah. that's the main problem. Definitely. And I... It's just... It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, these people need help. They're telling... I know. And, like, it takes such... There's so much of a step to take to be like, I need help. Like, it yeah. actually gets to the point where you're like, I need help. Help me. Yeah. Can you help me? And then they're not doing that. Exactly. Like, it takes a lot of courage to get to that point, and then, it's and then to have no support there is just terrible. It's awful. Yeah. And so, and so you've been, you've been good for a while. Yeah, it's been since, like, 2011. So, like, seven years. Yeah. And yeah. what would you say, like, looking back at that experience, you probably learned a shit ton about yeah. yourself. Yeah. What were your main takeaways from that? I guess, um... This is turning into a Barbara Walton. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the main main things was, like, I think some of the reasons behind me going on the medication were... It wasn't just for school. Like, it was... There was an aspect of me of wanting to change for someone else. Like, mm-hmm. someone I was in love with. The person that I ended up accusing of hacking my computer. Like, I was trying so hard to, like make a relationship work when there was no relationship really there besides like a friendship and everything but like yeah like the takeaway from that was like no matter what you can't make someone love you no matter what you do you cannot change yourself to make someone love you so it's better to just try to find someone who's love who will love you for who you are Mm -hmm. right now that's very true so like i think that's like a big part that was like big one and also, like, yeah, like, I'm not willing to change for anyone now. Like, I don't care if I'm overweight. I don't care about those things because it's, like, it, when it comes down to it, like, 
it's quality over quantity. Like I can go yes. on Tinder and find like a ton of guys who will want to like sleep with me if I was like 30 pounds lighter. But it's like, do I really want that? Like, I don't want that. Hell no. So. No, it's bullshit. I, I mean, that's huge. Like you admitting that. Like that that you're accepting yourself for who it who you yeah. are, because it sounds fucking cheesy, but that's not mm. an easy thing. No, to it takes a long time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, and I feel like, like even I, I just feel like for me, it's been in the past two years that it's happened. Yeah, and I didn't go through what you went through. Like no. I didn't go through something as extreme as that. And that's not the only takeaway. Like there's other things too, mm-hmm. but that's like the one I can think of right off the top of my head. But. Yeah. The idea of self-care, too. Taking, yeah. a, taking a break. Stepping back. Yeah. I mean, like, and admitting, too, like, I am not healthy right now. I need yeah. to focus on me. Well, that's the thing. is like, I took several years, like, of unemployment and, like, doing nothing. And it took a long time. Like, I mean, yeah, like, I was recovered in the sense of I was no longer having symptoms. But there was, like, like an overall sense of fatigue and, like, not... I guess depression, too. I think it was depressed for a really long time. So the motivation wasn't there. Yeah. But it took a long time. Like, I know people were kind of getting impatient with me because they were, like, thinking I should be doing something that I wasn't ready to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm happy I did things on my terms, and I'm happy I did things when I was ready to do things. Otherwise, I'd probably still be doing nothing right now. Yeah. Because if you push yourself when you're not ready to do something – and it doesn't work, then you're more likely to not do it again. Like it's so true. Yeah, and that's the thing. And when you think about like, I think it's I think it's hard for outside people looking in because, and I'm looking at my cat when I say this. Yeah. It's kind of like dealing with a sick animal. Like you're not seeing the pain. Yeah. That they're going through or what they're experiencing because they can't talk. And yeah. I, I feel like mental illness is the same. Like like you just said, you might not have physical symptoms or symptoms that are like outwardly obvious. Yeah. But you're you're overcoming like years of like a war in your mind, in yeah. A way. And like, like you're overcoming to my brain. that, like yeah, big time. And like not not a lot of that is is overly obvious to people. It's and like so they judge. <clears throat> well, I think you know? it's the like, same with like uh, I don't know if it's the same because I I really don't know. But I was like in my mind compared to like traumatic brain injury, yeah, because like it is a, an effect on the brain, and the brain takes a while to recover. And sometimes never does recover, but there is like plasticity there. And yeah, like I think that was a large part of it was just I needed to recover. I needed that time to rest. Yeah. And it was a long time and I probably like shouldn't have taken that as long as I did. And it's weird because like there's a part of me that feel like the recovery after the fact is like it was years but it was like in my mind when I think back of it, it's like I could probably sum it up in a week. Right. In the sense of like it didn't feel as long as it was. Like, it just didn't feel that long, but... Probably sped by. And it feels like... It would feels like you just were sleeping, like... And then you mm. wake up and you're like, oh, I, I lost a couple years there. And that's unfortunate, but what what can you do? Like, there's other things to complain about, so... And what can you... Like, that's just it. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? Yeah. There were some years there that you could have been doing other things, but... Yeah. It doesn't matter because you're, you're better now. Yeah. You're in a better spot mentally than you would have been if you had rushed into them back exactly. then. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. And the thing is, too, is, is like, so much of this is, like, about you owning that. Yeah. Because if you own that, like, people are going to understand more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, like, I totally agree. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care if they understand. 
Yes, like fuck I, that. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> Go like, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. I, but, I don't really care because it's like you know what? I, you don't have to like you meet people all the time and they don't understand you, and it's not their job to understand you, and it's not my job to like. I mean, on some level, yes, you want to understand people so that they like. You want to have you empathy. can have em- empathy for yeah, them, yeah. but you know what? A lot of people don't care. Like a lot of people don't have empathy for me. So I don't really care if they understand my whole life story. Yeah. I don't need to tell everyone I meet my life story. That's, and they don't deserve it. Yeah. Not all of them deserve it. Is yeah. The thing. And that's one thing that I want to ask you because like what you went through is traumatic. Like it's traumatic. It's yeah. a big deal. Are you somebody? And I mean like think like she's on the podcast now talking about yeah. it. So that's a huge deal. But like are you somebody who thinks do you find it hard telling people like say you meet someone yeah and that could be a a new friend or like a guy or any situation like do you find it hard opening up about stuff like this at Uh, this point i mean i feel like i'm probably better now than i was yeah but it's hard because in my mind there's like a lot of like oh if i tell them this is what i always think of i'm like in my mind if i tell them the first thing they're gonna think is Oh, that explains things. Oh, no. Ow, that makes my heart hurt. But you know what I mean? Like, that's what I, like, that's what I think of. That's what you go to first. So it's like, I don't want that to be the first thing. Like, hey, nice to meet you. I had a psychotic break once. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't do that. No, of course not. So. I think you have to suss people out and suss out their ability to, like, understand mental health and understand... They need to have some, they need to have empathy. They can't be somebody yeah. who, cause there's definitely people out there that, that'll like use can't seem to relate you. to people. Yeah. And that explains much. Don't say that. No, but that, it's also, and there's also like the whole like idea of like, how much have I changed? Like friends wise, like how mm. much have they noticed? Like compared to how I used to be and how I am now, how much of a change is there? And it's like one of those questions, like I don't even, I want the answer, but I don't want the answer because like, there's a huge change, I think. In a positive way or a negative I think positive. Okay. I think we all have a ways to go. Yeah, and I think... Is the thing. And the thing, too, there's is, no like... One, there's no one I look at that I'm like, they're perfect. Or, like... Oh, my God, no. You know, like... No, but I mean, like, I meant, like, more of, like... Like, I guess, like, even you... Like, even if I look back to how you were back mm-hmm. then when I went through the change, you're not the same person you are today. No. Nope. And that's something I have to remember is, like, everyone's gone through different experiences. They're not the same person they were, like, seven years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So yeah, that was very true. It's just we we have different stories. Yeah, and we had different ways of getting there. Um, but like, as a bystander, like even just witnessing what you went through. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I would say like, I have a cocktail of anxiety and depression on a regular yeah. basis. But like, I don't have anything as extreme as what you went through. But like, just witnessing that gave me a better understanding of people who go through mental health issues yeah because you might hear about someone going through it and you just think to yourself like they have friends and family who are oh like, my god yeah who are dealing with this i don't want to say dealing with this person no but that's no, what i don't it mean is. It like that i know like, i didn't say like that they're they're involved with this person's problems yeah and i i relate so much because like seeing you go through that was really hard for me yeah because you don't want to always tell someone 
what you're going through is not real. Well, it's when I've, they're expressing it there. as so I've real. I've been there on both sides of the yes, coin. Yes, have. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into like details on that, but like, yeah, um, I yeah, like I've been on both sides, and it's it's very strange experience to know what the other per- like to know like that the person is going through something that's not real, but to understand their side of it and be like. And from, see the it from the other side, I see it from both sides. Yeah. It's very strange because I, you think I'd have more empathy, and I do. But like, <laughs> it's like you get to a point where it's like it doesn't matter like how much you've seen it yourself. Like you want to shake the person and be like, "You're wrong. Like you're wrong. There's you're so, so wrong. much better out there. Yeah. Like you could be so much better. Yeah. Like you could have a life. You could be doing great things. Like, but mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's frustrating and it's hard and it's yeah, you do see things from a different perspective when you walk through it. Like, it's one of those things, like, people who don't understand mental illness or have never experienced it have no idea. No idea. And that's not even, like, to experience it is to know someone with it. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily have it yourself. No. But if you've seen it on the front lines, yeah, you have some concept of... Oh, my God, yeah. That I get what's going on yeah. here. Like, you can watch, like, watch the news or read the news... And, like, instantly be like, oh, that's too bad. That person has mental illness. Like, right. Like, where you hear, of like, stories of people trying to find, locate family members and things like that or, like, uh-huh. not taking medication or what have you. Like, yeah, you, you get a better idea of, like, what's going on in their world. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it just goes back to the fact that, like, we have a shitty system for it and yeah. it should be better than what it is. I don't know. I don't know what it takes to get there. I don't. I wish I did. Yeah. But... It's just a real, it's a real shame. It is. Uh, that, that help is not more easily accessed. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, like, I make the joke. I'm like, everyone in my life could use a therapist. It's true, though. I think, I think <laughs> like it's really Like, every healthy. single, and it might not be as extreme as, like, like, you know, delusions or, like, stuff like that, but, like, everyone could use some freaking therapy. Definitely. And, like, talking to people about what they're going through. And uh, it just it needs to be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or I don't or even like, know. Like more, more accessible. accessible. Yeah, big time. So you're going to be 31 in a couple days. Yeah. What what's what's your what are your goals for the year going forward? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> or what are you looking forward to? I don't know. I just I'd like I would like to be happier. Like I know it's a pl- it's not a it's like a journey to be happier. Like, you know, it's not like something you do overnight. But do you know what it would take to make you happier? I think positive thinking and like not doing yeah. the whole negative self-talk and stuff like that. <sighs> I think that would help. It's so hard. It is oh, hard. Um, I'd like to be more active. I don't care about the whole weight thing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm more just like, I want more energy and I want to be more active. You want to feel better. Yeah, I want to feel better. I don't, I don't care about the appearance thing right now, so... It's hard to do. It's it can be hard to, to like find that motivation to do that though. Yeah. Especially, well, right now my job is it does motivate me because that's true. the the type of work it is, you're physically like you're in a gym for maybe an hour every day. So you have to like find the motivation to like get that do energy. you know, dribble the ball and throw the ball in the basket and chase the kids yeah. around, things like that. So. Well, a new job and like you you started working this past year. Yeah, in August. And a new job can really reignite that. I yeah, think. definitely. That sense of like motivation and yeah, and stuff especially like that. when it's like a kind of somewhat not physically demanding, but it is somewhat demanding. So, and how are you finding Tinder? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan, but I'll do it because I feel like I have to. <laughs> that, 
that's just like that's how just else am I gonna meet anyone? I don't know. It just feels like there's not one person I talk to that says that it's easy. Yeah, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was talking to a guy for a little bit, but he was like a lot younger than I was, and I didn't talk to him for two days, and now I think he's like not talking to me because I didn't talk to him. Anyway, it's fine. I don't really actually care. It's the but... fizzle. It's the yeah. fact that I mean, you're doing something different. Yeah, and and I mean like. Danielle and I and Andrea have talked about... Ooh, we should tell a story about Valentine's Day. We we went to a Valentine's Day singles event, and we just ended up talking to each other. Yeah. I love, like, Andrea's... Like, you remember what she did with her sticker? <laughs> what did she do? Oh, it's so stupid. She put on her she nipples. She put on her nipples, yeah. I thought that was She funny. would. <laughs> um, but, I will say, it's very comforting to go through life with... A close set of girlfriends, yeah, who are going through the same things. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'd be. I think I'd be in a different place if I didn't have friends who were in similar places that I am at right now. We all have very different lives. Yeah, we have different things going on, but you know, we are all single, and it's just good to know that like stuff like that, everyone experiences. Everyone experiences loneliness. Yeah, and and feeling like they don't belong. Yeah, and stuff like that, and. It's just, it is good to know. And I'm very lucky to have Danielle as a friend. Oh, ditto. For as long as I have, because, like, Jesus Christ, like, we've been through a lot of life together. Yeah. And seen each other through, like, the worst of the worst of the yeah. worst. And we're still friends. Yeah. And that's something, there's something to be said for that. Oh, definitely. I think big time. Do you think that there's a reason we're as close as we are? Like... Like, because we mentioned before about us being similar. Yeah. But we are very different, too. Oh, definitely. Like you said, you're the introvert, I'm the extrovert. Like, what is it about our friendship? I don't know. I think um, part of it is because we're, we're not even friends. We're just family at this point. You know what I mean? And it's not even, like, supposed to be, like, a cheesy thing. That's so thing. true, though. Like, I mean, so there true. are times where I'm so frustrated with you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's insane, and Tell it's of, well, no, but you know what I mean. Like there are times where we fight, but there's no sense of like we're too, we've been friends so long you can't break the bond. That's just it. And I was talking, I mentioned, touched on it with Kurt a bit. There is an aspect to knowing someone for so long yeah. that like you get frustrated with them, but it is just what it like it'll yeah. pass. Like, oh, definitely, because you're just like this is how this person is, and it's worth they're not it. going to change. It's like a marriage or anything else. Like it's it becomes the point where it's worth it to continue than it is to like. Yeah. Like, I mean, when it's, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not that it's that, ever but, that bad. But, but like, so much of it I find, too, is, is, like, communicating, I think. Yeah. Because I think that that's a huge thing that fucks friendships up, is not communicating correctly. Yeah. Or not communicating how you're feeling correctly. So, like, it, like little interactions might be taken personally. Yeah. When they're not meant to be. And so, like, communicating, being, just being like, listen, this is how it is. This is what I meant. Learning how to say those things. Yeah. Is huge, I think, in adult friendships. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think that that's something that we, like, we've started doing, which is good. Yeah. Because I'm just like, hey, listen, bitch. Been friends with you since yeah. grade two. Like, don't you ever think this way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I'm not. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're gonna be part of my imaginary wedding that never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wedding that will never happen. Oh, that's not true. Do you do you want to get married? What are your thoughts on marriage? I feel so weird about everything, like in terms of relationships right now. Yeah. It's just like a. Biz- I feel like I'm broken in that sense of like I I do want it, but at the same time I'm like, I don't know. If it doesn't happen for me, I don't think it'd be the end of the world. 
And I think that's a weird thing for most people. You know what I, I mean? See, and I, and I think about this all the time. Because I do know a lot of, of single people at our age. And that seems to be something a lot of people are saying lately. Yeah. Which is like, if it doesn't happen, I won't be heartbroken. And you know what my like thought is on that? I'm like, is this you being honest? Because... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Because, because, like, I say that sometimes, and then I go home and cry. Well, this is my thing. It's more of, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, in a weird phase of my life where, like, you know, the whole Tinder thing, I talk to people, and then I'm just, like, do I really want to date this person? No, I don't want to date this person. But I'm you doing it because I'm person. going through the motions. But that's the thing. You don't know that person. No, but even, like, I have a general idea of what I want. And then yeah. I'm, I'm, as I'm talking to them, I'm like, this isn't what I'm envisioning for myself. Right. Like some of these qualities, the way you're speaking to me right now is not really what I want. And it sucks too because it's like maybe that's not how that person is. Yeah. But they're presenting themselves that way. That's true. So you're going to think that based on how they present themselves. And that's what's frustrating about online dating. But it's like, I feel like I just genuinely think some people don't know how to talk to women or some people don't know how to communicate online. Yeah. Kind of thing. I just and don't know. I just don't really know what I want either, which is hard. Like, if you knew what, like, I want to, like, I know what I want on one level and on another level I don't. So it's just it's frustrating because it's like, I don't have, like, a plethora of people to just, you know, go through and see what I want. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. If no, that's true. And, and like, I think about that too all the time about the idea of knowing what you want, which is seen as, like, a independence thing. Yeah. Oh, you know what you want. That's a good thing. It's just like, I know what I want to a point where I'm disappointed in so much. Yeah. And, like, that is not necessarily good either. Yeah. Because, like, in my mind, I know what I want, but usually what's in my mind is, like, a romanticized movie version of yeah. what real life is. Yeah. So, so much of my life has been, like, okay, guess what? That's not how life works. Yeah. I think that there's... There's ups and downs with that. Yeah. Because I find I experience... Like expectation hangovers a lot. Yeah, that's true too. Which is a big. It's I, hard. Yeah. No, I get it. It's a like big a, problem. <laughs> like especially if you had like something that you really wanted or you that you you envision for yourself and then you don't get it and then that's yeah. what you always like compare everything to. It sucks. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So like that's that's a challenge, I think. Oh, definitely. Because like because you know you, we all know the cliched sayings that people you know, things will come around when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, it's just bullshit. Because who's not going to expect it? I, I don't know. That's just that's just how I think. Yeah. But maybe I'm the one always expecting things. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That could be it. But it's it's been it's been a wild ride being yeah. friends with Danielle. Um, what I want to mention with Danielle is, is we have these things. Like, I don't even know what you would call them. Psychic connections. Oh, yeah. Or like... We like I will go to say something and you will just be like I was literally just about to say that yeah or right. like we're thinking the same thing at the same time or, or like we, listening to the same type of music or we have similar dreams yeah that happens a lot oh, I've heard about that yeah like 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 we'll have a dream and it's just this like we'll weird both thing. be at a water park or something like ridiculous yeah. like and we're in each other's dreams a lot as well yeah which is which is kind of creepy I had a dream about you last night actually who did you yeah I dreamt. Uh, there was a you had a goldfish and it was like crawling out of the bowl and like eating plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
absolutely terrifying. It wasn't scary though. It wasn't I'm like very it wasn't much like... so a metaphor about how me trying to control my life. <laughs> oh, maybe. Like you're a fish. You're supposed to be in the bowl. Why are you out eating? Maybe it's clients? not supposed to be in the bowl though. Maybe it's supposed oh. to be outside the bowl. Oh, it's in a the land ocean fish. somewhere. It's not a, a land fish. It's, but... it's a land fish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, we have we have a lot of moments like that. Yeah, we do. It's always really fucking cool when that happens. I know. I love those kind of moments. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very like serendipitous. Serendipitous. Didn't you say that you moved to Anaganesh because of a photo your mom saw? Yeah, like she saw a photo and she was like, "It was a picture think, of the university campus." I think I'll move to Anaganesh, and, and that's why that's... she went to school there. She because she was she was choosing between like several universities. And like my mom went to school late in life, later in life, I should say, and um, yeah, she decided on that campus because there was a tree and a, a photo of the campus, and she was like, "I have a good feeling about that, so I'm gonna go there." Damn. And it was it was right for the time. Like I have really good memories of that town, and in some ways, like especially like that house I grew up in, like I loved the land. That was itself I wasn't a big fan of, but the land itself was awesome. It was. We had a great childhood. Yeah, we did. Day. We yeah. had a lot of outdoor lucky. fun, like outdoors fun. Oh, I didn't say that right. <laughs> outdoor, uh, outdoor fun. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor adventures. Yeah, exactly. Lots of running around the woods. Yeah. And like, I'm very thankful for that because I Same can't here. imagine growing up now. Me neither. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to either. Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, no problem. And you never know. Maybe we'll do a, a deeper dive into the mental health stuff because... That is something yeah, I a, want to cover more. It's a heavy more. topic. Yeah, like I, it's hard. I, I was like, I wanted to take notes before I came here, but I like I didn't. I, just I think you covered a lot of it. It's I hard did, to talk but it's about. it's hard because like I feel like when I say it out loud, it seems so much more minimal. Nah, like it's it was because it was so in depth, and like when you're in it, it feels vast. It feels yeah, and so yeah, but anyway, but this is this is the reality. Yeah. So many people go through this. And it's not often talked about. It's not often talked about. People don't, people are ashamed to talk about it. And it's like, we got to stop being ashamed to talk about stuff yeah. like that. So, um, so you're contributing to that. So thank you so much for oh, coming on. And I'm sure she'll be back on another episode, hopefully with Karen. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. You got some funny drunk stories. Like Danielle, Danielle's been drunk to a point of i thought she would die so drunk. i didn't well i didn't know i was gonna die because it was i was out of it but anyway another but you're st- like i really well could have i yeah it was definitely alcohol poisoning for sure oh man yeah yeah i would like to get karen on to do, to do an yeah, that'd episode be fun. that but we'll wrap it up we are gonna actually go hang out with karen and eve right now so we're gonna continue drinking on but thanks so much for coming on the show no, no problem and Bye.